Welcome to the Hoops College Coaches Podcast. I'm Aaron Paranak along with Brian Bagwell. In watching the NBA playoffs recently, one of the things that came up was making adjustments. Last night, the Houston Rockets shot 44 threes and only made seven. The question is not whether they should have made an adjustment. The question that I want to think about is when should you make adjustments? What adjustments can be made in any game? The ability to create an identity and decide from within that what that identity looks like on the floor with specific personnel, with specific X's and O's and specific philosophies that kind of undergird that. Um, the question is, can that identity function in multiple ways to play, um, multiple lineups? Well, one question you have to ask when talking about making adjustments is, how many players am I going to play? Do I have two different styles of point guards? Um, do I have a prolific score that we are going to play through? Is my point guard uh, my primary ball handler, or does my point guard become like a point post kind of situation? How, how do I play? Do I play off ball screens when one point guard is in? And do I run non-ball screen action with it when another guard is in? Am I structuring my substitution patterns in a way that I can throw consistent attack offensively and defensively at the other team, uh, no matter who's in the game, um, that, that you have an answer to foul trouble? And does that attack have to look different depending on uh, what substitutions have been made? Having an identity, having a plan for how you're going to play, we always try to attack the basket off the dribble. We're dribble drive, and we're always trying to get to the rim. What happens when that doesn't work? Um, or – we were, we we like to trap and press, you know, full court, 94 feet, the whole game, and in the first quarter you give up 10 transition layups because they're beating your press every single time. At what point do you say this is what we do and this is how we play versus we have to do something completely different? That reminds me of, of coaching a team one time with seven seniors and Walking back onto campus uh, that fall, you know, first team meeting, they they clearly have in their minds we're going to win a national championship, and uh, you know, then we get to practice. Um, all of a sudden, in practice, like uh, maybe we'll make it to the final four. Then we play games and we win a lot, but then we lose one, and uh, now it's uh, well, maybe we'll make it to the Sweet Sixteen. And we lose another. Uh, maybe we'll make it to the NCAA tournament. Then we lose another, and now our perception of our team is, well, maybe we'll be playing in the conference championship. So results of games have affected our team's perception of who they are. And if we don't want our team to be so fickle to allow uh, one result to define them, then, then surely we shouldn't display that same characteristic if something we're trying to do doesn't work, we should try to do it again. Uh, then, you know, we should try to coach better on the floor the second time. And then if it doesn't work for a third time, maybe sub. It doesn't work a fourth time, time out. Still don't change what you're doing. You get to the fifth time. Okay, now it hasn't worked five times. Um, we have not executed well five times in a row. And uh, now maybe we change our attack. So then the, the next question is, if it has come time to change how you're playing, have you prepared your team in such a way that you can? 
what does it make your team think when your game plan was we're going to hedge every ball screen or we're going to trap every ball screen after five times or seven times it's not working does it hurt your team's confidence in your leadership if you say we're going to do something else i think you have to convince your team that it's not your philosophy that wins basketball games it is how they play it's how they execute I would say just in your example on ball screens, I think we have to teach every way that we're going to play a ball screen as aggressive as another, um, as important as another. So there is no plan B, just we're starting with this plan A and then we're going to go to another plan A and not that somebody's knocked us back on our heels. So now we're going to do something else. But your philosophy shapes your identity. So if your identity is a certain thing or a set of certain things and those things aren't working, then what? Well, my identity should not be we trap ball screens. My identity should be that we put pressure on the ball handler. My identity should be that we play extremely hard and put the ball handler under duress. Now, uh, my identity is not shaken when I say we're going from a, a trap to a hard hedge because it, we didn't change our identity, but we're, we're executing something slightly different. If your identity is playing hard, but you're not playing hard, how do you adjust? You sub. You sub, and, and you have to make that identity priority over everything else. And so you find five people who will do that. What if your identity has nothing to do with playing hard? What if your identity is, we're going to shoot 53s a game? Well, my first suggestion would be to if you're not making them, it would be to change how you take them, how you get them. Uh, if you get them off a different action. The second thing that I would suggest is to put your players focus on something else. If anybody's offense leads to their defense, as opposed to their defense leading to their offense, then you're already at a disadvantage. I would be careful to create identities in which the other team can affect uh, your ability to fulfill them. If you have a non-negotiable for your team, it should be something that no matter if they deny passes, if they plug a gap, if they trap, if they press, if they play zone, no, no matter what they do, that you should still be able to accomplish those goals and those markers that define your identity. You should still be able to accomplish them no matter what the other team is doing. I, I think the best way to make an adjustment is to not change what you're trying to get, but change how it feels for your people on the floor. And it can feel differently through a substitution. It can feel differently through a different set. Um, it can feel differently based on the tempo that you're trying to, to play at. In other words, it may not be your point guard's primary responsibility to make those threes, but it may be their responsibility to get the ball to the shooters. And if that's the case and you're not making shots, maybe – by adjusting the point guard, it'll feel different if you have a different point guard in uh, getting the ball to those shooters. Also, it may feel different if you bring a, a new five in, you bring a new big man in, and if they're not expected to shoot threes, they bring a certain type of energy. It just feels different on the floor now, and now you can get back to being who you are and not um, overthinking what has happened in the past few possessions, but you're thinking ahead on who we are right now. We've talked about changing your actions that you play on offense. We've talked about changing your defensive strategy 
on how you might guard this screen or guard this action. We've talked about making substitutions as an adjustment. You can also switch your matchups, switch, make somebody else your point guard, but leave your point guard on the floor as your shooting guard. Um, let somebody else guard their best player instead of the player who maybe has been struggling to guard them. Maybe not by substitution, but just by switching the matchup. Sometimes just changing the other team's rhythm and process changes your own. I will say this as well. I, I think that you can help to define roles on a team and help, uh, help some of your team feel important. When they, when they have a role, when they specialize in something for you, one particular adjustment needs to be made. They're the ones who always helps you make that adjustment, uh, whether offensively or defensively, uh, mentality-wise. Uh, I think you, you can pick somebody on your bench who's maybe not in your first five or even your first seven or eight who can specialize in something and everybody on your team kind of believes in them to be able to, to uh, get you back on track in a certain way. We all know that coaching is making adjustments. That's, that's what coaching is all about. And how you make adjustments in games can really impact your team's success or lack of success in those situations where you struggle. We hope this podcast has given you some things to think about. Join us next time.